This is episode number 22 with Abby Walker, the CEO of Vivian Liu and the author of the book, Strap on a Pair. Welcome to the Herpreneur Lifestyle Show. I'm your host, Annette Lakovich. Join me as I bring you the most cutting edge, coolest people in the planet to help you live a bigger, fuller life as a female entrepreneur. More health, more wealth, more happiness as you continue to grow your extraordinary business. Now, let's go. Woman now attracting easy money. Wow. In your business, your relationships, you can have it. Your self-esteem with speaking another language. It's official. Raise your glasses. Your business is now speaking to the masses. Today, I bring you the most incredible invention out there for women. And it's to be able to wear high heels four times longer without pain. (laughs) Sounds brilliant. Well, I tell you what it is. If there was ever a product that I wish I could have invented, this would be it. You are either a lady who loves to wear high heels and you've chosen to persist with the pain as you know how good it makes you feel when you wear them or you have given up the pain for comfort and you choose not to wear them anymore because high heel shoes bloody hurt and you've come to your senses, right? Now, I know at least every single one of us ladies are listening. You have one pair of heels in your wardrobe that I actually call my sit-down shoes. And that means that they look great, but just for sitting down. (laughs) They're the type of shoes that when you go into the location, you actually wear the flats and then you do the swapsie around the corner before you actually arrive to the location and you swap the flats for the heels. (laughs) Or you've asked your partner, which I do copious amounts of times before I've actually got this product, where I say, can you drop me off off the front? And he actually asked me now, he says, do you want me to drop you off the front? Um, While they actually go park the car and that actually saves your feet. Now, especially with my feet, let's just say that uh, I'm never going to be a foot model. And I've made peace with that. My feet are absolute cactus from years of teaching aerobics on concrete floors. I actually started teaching aerobics when I was 15 years old, and that's where it was. It was it was concrete floors. It was before Dunlop put in this cushion underlay, which now you actually have in health clubs everywhere. Normally, it's under either floorboards or carpet. But back then, it was all high-intensity classes. Everything was jump, 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 jump. It was star jumps, lots of running in circles, lots of knee lifts. Everything was about jumping and stress fractures, shin splints, you name it, was the norm back then. And it was because it was so much impact coming through your feet because of the hard flooring. And I had stress fractures from the very young age of 13 because that's when I started to get into aerobics. I was teaching it by 15. So I've put up with painful feet and trying to put those bad feet into high heels for years. Call me stupid. Yes, I am. (laughs) Uh, Vanity wins every time. And now if you are heavier than what you have been in your 20s or your 30s, that also makes it harder for you to wear heels because more of the weight is on the ball of your feet. Now, I don't say this lightly when I talk about a product But this product has totally changed my life in the way that I wear high heels now without suffering and without the pain and the aches that I get. I'm not sure what your story is, but I'm sure you have one with the relationship with high heels, right? I think every woman has. So today I bring you Abby Walker, who is the CEO of Vivian Liu, which launched back in only 2014 and in four very short years has now built a multi-million dollar business. And of course you would, right? It's women. We're talking about solving women's foot pain through high heels. Some of the things we cover in today's interview is be curious and trust your gut. Be comfortable with being uncomfortable and never ever compare your beginning to someone else's middle, which is so true, right? Because we're continually comparing against people that have already achieved it. And if you're in that growth stage or you're in the startup stage, there's some hoops that you've got to just jump through. You can also hear in her story about resilience. There's so much to learn in this interview. And I think I'm just so passionate about the product because I've purchased it two times round now. So I actually have set up a mailbox over in the USA. They deliver it to them and they send it to me because this product is just so powerful. When I say two times through, each order has um, five pairs in it. (laughs) 
<laughs> so without any more baffling on, let me just get Abby Walker on. She is an incredible soul. You're just going to feel the joy just ooze out of her voice. Let me introduce you to Abby Walker, the CEO of Vivian Lou. Ladies, if you have ever seen me on stage, you know that I like to wear the most stupidest pair of high heels. <laughs> and I have done it for years. Uh, we Today we have Abby Walker on the line and we are going to be talking about this incredible invention called Vivian Lou and their weight shifting insoles and they have seriously changed my life. I used to stand for about eight hours a day lecturing. This is when I was doing staff training in stupid heels. My feet are crazy broken from bunions and from teaching aerobics for years. And when I heard an interview of Abby, not only did I reach out and get five pairs <laughs> online, I love it. I also reached out to get her on the Herpreneur Lifestyle Show. So a big welcome, Abby. Welcome to Australia to the Herpreneur Lifestyle Show. So excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Can we start with exactly just an overview on what the Vivian Lou? Uh, insoles are. Um, I have the Couture brand. Is it Couture and the Classic? Yeah. So I've got a mix awesome. of both. Can you yes. just give them a big rundown of what it is? They know what we're talking about, and then we're going to dive in deep to your business. Sure. So Vivian Liu, um, we have a couple of different lines of insoles, but our flagship product is a weight shifting insole for high heels. And in essence, it rotates the heel bone up and back at the ankle for an equal distribution of weight between the forefoot and the heel. And it stops your feet from slipping forward in the shoe. So unlike other high heel um, mm. insoles, they don't go under the, the, the forefoot pad of to the pad foot. the heel. That's what I thought. I thought, how yes. does this work? It doesn't support the pad. And I thought, I believe everything she's saying. This is life-changing. And I'm telling you what, it does. It shifts the weight. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So it doesn't crowd your foot in the shoe. It's in, you know, it's invisible. And, and really the science, the, the science behind it is um, so amazing. And it's, it's crazy how it shifts the weight off the forefoot so you don't have to pad anything in your shoe. Mm, absolutely love it. So let's dive into the story then. Because I know that you weren't the inventor of it, right? But I know you had a passion with shoes. So let's rewind all the way back to <laughs> you started in corporate America. You had two kids. You were trying to look at what you can do to what live more of your passion. Um, and you're sort of going back and forth to um, corporate America. So can you take us back to that time so we know how sure. this sort of all came along? How it evolved. Yeah. So in 2012, um, I was working in corporate America and I had spent the, the better part of two decades really climbing the corporate ladder. And um, as I kind of refer to in my book, I was living the good life. Like I had a good income, I had a good family, I had a good house, things were good, but mm -hmm. I had lost myself. Like I was going through the grind and going through the motions, but I had truly lost myself. And so in some sort of desperation, I, uh, you know, came to this epiphany that the one thing that is still, I still have a bunch of passion around in my life is my <laughs> shoes and specifically high heels. I just, mm -hmm. I've always loved high heels. And so, um, I decided in 2012 to launch a shoe blog called Mama's Shoes, and it was just kind of a passion project, so I wrote yeah. to it every Saturday for about an hour, if that. I mean, it was so sporadic, and I had a whole whopping 36 followers. I mean, this was not, <laughs> this was not a business um, venture. This was simply a way for me to be uh, talking about shoes and having fun and yeah. kind of escaping my my roles as corporate woman, as wife, as mom for an hour to go write about shoes. So yeah. it, it was nothing more than that. And do you know, that's um, you finding that, that piece of you, because I actually say yeah. at the end of the call today, what's the one thing that fills up your level of happiness um, as a physical activity, right? And if you can find all the things that light you up, like that's a passion. And I think it was like your little soul inside screaming for you to get back to alignment. And that was the one thing that just shined a light. Can I ask, what, what did you write in that blog? What was the stuff that you were writing? 
So I wrote uh, literally anything and everything about high heels. My favorite brands, uh-huh. my favorite styles, how I... I have probably tried on thousands of pair of high heels and I still have trouble putting them back in the box the right way, (laughs) though, that sort of thing. Um, You know, just a whole bunch of tricks and tips, like how to clean high heels Mm -hmm. and um, all that kind of stuff. So, um, yes, it was just a smattering of of things. And, uh, you know, it was just it was fun. It was so much fun. But you talk about passion. And I'll tell you, when I was going through that motion of just every day waking up and doing the same thing over and over again. Mm -hmm. Like I had this burning, there was something inside me that was burning. And uh, uh, like I mentioned this in the book as well, but it woke me up more nights than I can count. I mean, it was like you, there is something you need to do beyond what you're doing. Like you, like I was being pulled to find myself again and Mm -hmm. I had no idea where that was going to lead, but it was, this was the first step in that journey. Love that. And I know that feeling because I've been having it for the last 10 months. (laughs) It's it's the Hooperneur Lifestyle Show. I'm coming out with a new program and it's just this thing that's percolating. It's like, I'm just on the precipice of it. So I get that feeling and it's, it's so hard when you're trying to find it though. You know, the feeling that you're looking for when it that vibration at that certain level and when you don't have it Mm, interesting so what next okay so we've got the blog you're you're looking for some type of outlet (laughs) yes so started the blog and it it sufficed for a while I mean it it did its job it calmed the burning inside (laughs) and um I wrote to it like I said very sporadically but in 2000 in January of 2014 um I published a blog post about foot sprays, um, and these sprays were designed to alleviate pain and reduce inflammation for women who wear high heels. Mm-hmm. Brilliant in concept, but at the time, I worked for a company that uh, formulated naturopathic um, formulas and products, and so mm-hmm. I was acutely aware of some of the nasty ingredients that were in our beauty products and otherwise, and so um, I did a little bit more digging into the formulation of these products, and it turns out that a lot of them featured lidocaine, which is the numbing agent agent that dentists use. And I thought to myself, you know, wearing high heels is difficult enough. We probably shouldn't be walking around with numb feet, purposely (laughs) numb feet (laughs) in high heels. And so, but I was so fired up and I don't know what there, like what this was, but I, I mean, for, I just was really disturbed by this. And I was like, well, what are you going to do about it, Abby? Mm. And for some reason, this idea popped into my head that I was going to make my own foot spray and I was going to do it. Um, with the same effects without the numbing. So it would reduce inflammation, it would alleviate pain and using all organic natural ingredients. And can you pause for a sec? Are you a natural girl, organic girl? Like, are you into a lot of like putting less chemicals in your body or is it just something that you just stood out and just goes, why walk around with numb feet? What what was it more? Honestly, (laughs) I ebb and flow in my natural um, and organic states. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are some times where I'm like all in and my husband's like, you're rubbing soybeans all over yourself. (laughs) And then... (laughs) There are times where I'm like, oh, I just yeah. need to like, get stuff done. So I'm oh, not yeah. so- Look, there's yeah. one thing that I can't do natural, and that's my mascara. I'm sorry. Yeah. I like my lashes. And it's like I'll use a lot of natural stuff from deodorants to creams, but my yep. mascara, don't touch the mascara. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, so no, I mean, I, it was just, I think at the time, because I worked for this natural company that I was like, you know what? The the organic is probably the way Mm -hmm. to go. Um, and so that was my mission is I just had decided that this was my next thing. I was going to formulate this foot spray. Now, mind you, I still had two young kids. I worked a full-time job. Mm-hmm. We had just relocated to a new city and closed on a new house and oh we're doing gosh. construction on that house before we moved in. So this was like crazy time, like yeah. personally. And I was still like, nope. I'm doing this. And so um, I hired a clinical herbalist and a naturopathic doctor, and we formulated this foot spray. And it was amazing. I I mean, I consider it liquid gold. It was so, so phenomenal. Mm. But my husband gave me $1,500 to to create the the formula. Uh And then um, I was so ready to place a purchase order and um, 
oh, in fact, I did place my first purchase order. But when they went to manufacture it, it turned out that I don't bake, so I don't fully understand this analogy, but it's mm-hmm. much like baking where you can't just replicate this, the formula um, to, to larger batches. So we couldn't mass manufacture it. Like the formula right. fell as soon as we went to mass manufacture it. So we could make it on a small scale, but we couldn't make it on a big scale. And financially, there was no way for me to cover that capital expense manufacturing it in small batches. It just, Mm. there was just, my husband wasn't, you know, he's like, this is a great concept, but we just, we're doing construction on a house. Like, well, we just can't be throwing money at this thing right now. So, um, So yeah, we, it, it, fell apart. And honestly, I was brokenhearted. It was so, um, you know, cause I felt like I had failed quote unquote, like this, yeah. this was, this Gosh. was a huge opportunity. This was a huge product to help women, um, you know, be able to wear the shoes they love and not be in excruciating pain. And so, um, but I, while I was brokenhearted, there was still something inside me that said, don't give up, don't give up, don't give up. And mm. so literally one day in 2014, I went down, we were living in corporate housing while we were again doing construction on this house. I went down to the office center and typed in probably something I typed in a million times into Google, like how to prevent high heel pain. And for some reason, this forum popped up where two women were talking about this insole called Insolia. And I was like, why have I never heard of this product? Like I write a shoe, I write about shoes, I write about shoe products, I buy high heels almost every day. You know, it's, it's crazy. Why have I never heard of this? And it's so unlike me, but I actually picked up the phone and called the chairman of the company and asked him why I had never heard of his product. And I've just got goosebumps because yeah. it's all timing, right? If that, if that came across maybe your path at the time, maybe, yeah, like it's just, yeah, I, I just believe that's timing. Gosh. So you rang them. And were you, did, so, yeah. were, did you just go, that's, I'm just going to ring them. Or were you like, ah, oh, should I, shouldn't I? Like what, what actually happened at that stage? Yeah, so I saw it- the forum and li- like the, the conversation and literally I was, it was like an out of body experience. Like there was something like carrying me. Cause this is not something that I would do, but I went to the website, filled out the contact us form and said, <laughs> I would love, to, I would love, here I am. I'm a shoe blogger. La 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 la. I would love to talk to whoever is in charge of marketing this product. Literally like an hour later, I get a email back from the chairman of the company who wants to talk that afternoon. Mm-hmm. And so we get on the phone and I'm like trying to catch my breath. Like I'm, I, there, there's like something inside me that's just on fire. And so turns out, you know, he, his responses were a bunch of MIT engineers that don't know how to market this product to women. It's been mm-hmm. out for 10 years and they've gotten oh. phenomenal feedback. They once were in Nordstrom's, um, they were in CVS and Walgreens, which are drug stores in the U S mm-hmm. but um, a lot of those retail stores only wanted to carry one SKU. And these insoles come in four different sizes for a precise yes, fit. Yes, they do. Yeah. So there's no trimming. There's none of that typical, like, fits shoes, you know, US 6 through 10. And then you have to mm-hmm. figure out, well, is this going to be too big? Is it going to be too small? All that kind of stuff. So anyway, um, they only wanted to carry one SKU. And, and thank goodness that um, their board and the team said they didn't want to dumb down the product. They wanted to keep it as it is. And so... Um, they wow. just decided yeah, to go direct to consumer, but we're having a really, really hard time. So my offer to him was, I will help you market this product and just take a cut of incremental sales. And he's like, well, you know, we really are, are set on exiting this market and this product. <laughs> and in, inside, like, hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> like, I was so scared because I was like, I was almost begging him not to give up on the product, almost like he was going to give up on me. Like, it was just like such desperation, like, don't give up, don't give up. Oh, so, and so you didn't, you, the bills didn't go off like, I'll take it. Like it was, it was, I was, I was so dead set on helping them wow. like get this off the ground. Like there was no thought of this becoming something for me. I was, but you know, so he's like, well, before, and I hadn't even tried the product yet. And so this is so funny. He's like, well, let me think about it. But in the meantime, I'm going to send you product. So he sends me product. And, uh, my husband had a conference in Las Vegas, like uh, the next weekend and Las Vegas, if anyone has been, is mm-hmm. just a killer on the feet. It yeah. is just, you're walking or you always want to be dressy, but yeah, yet it's expansive and walking around. It's just, it's awful on the feet. So I wore these 
I put these insoles in the most uncomfortable pair of high heels I had. And I was like, I'm going to wear these shoes until my feet don't hurt anymore. So I wore them out one night, took them off, you know, and then in the morning, you know how you have that quote unquote high heel hangover where you make that first step out of bed and your feet are like, oh, I get like the trying in bed. I get the yep. in bed. Oh, I remember them. <laughs> so, I, so I took a step and I'm like, oh my God, my feet don't hurt. And then I took another step. I'm like, oh my gosh, my feet don't hurt. And then I like, I walked all the way to the bathroom. I'm like, this is amazing. So then I put the shoes back on, even though now it's morning and we're going out for breakfast. I'm like, I'm (laughs) going for a jog in them guys. See you soon. (laughs) I'm like, I have to wear these until my feet hurt. And so I warmed breakfast and literally warm around all day. And then we were going to the pool. I'm like, I'm not wearing heels to the pool, but it was, I was sold. Like these insoles were amazing. And so I came back, called up Brian and He's like they had t- he had talked to the board and they're like, well, if we are not going to continue this direct to consumer market, but if you want to become our exclusive distributor in the U.S. and Canada, the opportunity is all yours. And so I and did you expect it then? So when you actually tried them, was there a conversation to your husband like, well, maybe we should actually look at helping them? Like, was there a conversation there when you rang up, or was this like just something left of field that you didn't even think of? Yeah, no, I, I honestly did not even think of this. I, to me, it was all, so we, my husband and I had talked about it. Obviously he knew I was testing the products, was really excited about it, but I was still like, oh, I'm going to convince them that I will just help them market it and take a cut of incremental sales. Like that mm-hmm. was my, that was my goal. And of course, Bill, my husband's like, when do you have time to do this? Like you, you know, you, you he's so patient, <laughs> you know, you are working full time and we're moving and you, you know, when are you going to have time to help this company market this product? But I was like, I'll figure it out. Like I was just so on fire about this, this idea and this product. Wow. So anyway, I talked to Brian, he comes back, he's like, look, we're out. But if you want to become our exclusive distributor, it's all yours. And I, I, there was it like, there was not even a breath to think about it. Mm-hmm. I said, yes. And then he continued to talk. And in the back of my head, I'm having my own conversation. Like, what the heck did you just say yes to? You don't know what you're doing. But, you know, it was like this internal dialogue. He's like talking to me about like business, like past business performance and his email list and how we would transition it. And I'm back here like, what the heck did you just do? (laughs) That is incredible. So what happened with you getting it out to the marketplace? Because, has, was your background in marketing? Like, I know that you said you were in corporate America, plus you were actually working at that stage with the natural um, yeah. business. What was your background to be able to get your to get the marketing out there, to be able to get the stuff moving? So I was in corporate marketing and corporate communications with a focus on internal or employee communications. So while I did have some sort of marketing background, it was really B2B. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I worked for this natural company, natural um, uh, supplements company, I helped them build the wholesale channel. So there was a piece of direct-to-consumer marketing, yes. um, but it was – it. That wasn't my whole focus. So, um, but because I worked there, it, the, this holistic company um, was such a jump for me out of corporate America. Mm. And I was, they <laughs> it they been ran, a massive jump. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was crazy. But they ran three online stores. And so it was kind of like ah, eye opening to say yes. if, if Darcy, who is the CEO of this company, can do it why can't I? And so it was such a blessing in disguise that I had made that leap because while I had zero intention going into this of running my own store, um, particularly in an online environment, it was, he gave me that inspiration. Like if he can do it, maybe I could too, Mm. you know, being like being able to see it in action from behind the scenes. So, um, Mm. how long did it take you to start getting wins to know that it was, it was right for you. Like it was, it was like, this is the right product. This is like, this is going to make a fair bit of money. Um, I know you had some blocks there that you said around money. So can we go through that part of the journey when it started to make money and then the struggle that you had personally? Cause I know you've got a book, um, which we'll put the links in guys, um, for strap on a pair so you can actually <laughs> get that book. Cause I love it. Cause it talks about the highs and lows of entrepreneurship. Um, take us through that part of the journey when you knew that it was going to be making money, but then there was blocks with you. 
Sure. So I launched in October of 2014. And when I launched, um, I the, the gentleman who owned the patent on this product actually handed me a list of 18,000 email addresses of women who had expressed interest in the product over the past 10 years. Thousand, so I was 18,000. Yes. Imagine getting that yes. database. Yes. I mean, it was nuts. <laughs> now, a lot of those were defunct email addresses only because it had been, you know, 10 years since right. they had initially contacted them. So, well, mm-hmm. the, the bulk of it, like the big number sounds good. Like there were a lot of email addresses that just weren't active anymore, yes. but at any rate, okay. Um, my husband gave me $7,500 to start the company and that included packaging, warehousing, fulfillment, um, uh, the website development, photos, like everything. I only had $7,500. And so, um, it was a lot of bootstrapping, but Mm -hmm. at any rate, I was able to pay off that first initial $7,500 within the first three months, thanks to this list of women who had already expressed interest. Now- So it was so encouraging because there was already a baked in group of women who were fans of the product and thankful that someone was going to be taking it and running with it. So it and was. And to do that in three months, <laughs> to be able to get yeah. $7,500 back in three months. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. It was, it it was, and so then I was like, oh yeah, this is, I'm going to do this. Like, this is awesome. Now, mind you, I mean, I was only working on this at nights and on weekends because I still had my full-time job. Mm -hmm. So, um, fast forward to like 2015 and things just weren't going as well. I had exhausted that list. I was trying to get new customers into the pipeline and to the site. And in my mind, Google AdWords was it. Like that was the place where I needed to be. And so mm-hmm. I hired firms and I lost a ton of money and yeah. I tried it myself and it just was ugly. And so then I became really gun shy when it came to advertising mm-hmm. and particularly online advertising. And so I just tried to do it myself um, and not really spending a lot. And I became really timid. And I realized at that point that I had a lot of self-limiting beliefs Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't feel worthy of having this company because it wasn't quote unquote my product. And I felt like a fraud because I was selling someone else's brilliant idea. I didn't feel worthy of running a successful business or having money, um, based on just, you know, just internal chatter and limiting beliefs and blocks and all this kind of stuff. And, um, it was, it was a blessing in disguise because I think those blocks had always hindered my ability to be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, even in corporate America, as I climbed the corporate ladder, and anyone looking at my career would have been like, "You would have had you had such a successful career," but internally, I didn't feel successful. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I realized that and uh, took it upon myself to address those blocks head on. And you know, while my business story is a relatively successful, like it's a successful business story. I would say my personal journey is probably the better story. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, anything from the, from the outside looks great, but when you're in it and you're in the thick of it and you're carrying that weight every hour of the day, um, and just, it's such a roller coaster ride. And I actually say, there's no bigger personal development course than you can do than being in business because oh. it shines the biggest um, light on the areas that, you know, you need to work on. And, yeah. um, and you know, maybe, um, and I understand about the, the, the Google traffic and the, um, the paid ads and when I first went into business for myself, I was, you know, very good at sales training, very well known in the um, corporates for annual events and speaking. But I was looking at what am I going to do when I fall pregnant? Because I don't want to travel, and right. um, and so I thought I'm going to start an online business. <laughs> it was such a big shock because I'm used to speaking to people, and then I started an online business and I wasn't speaking to anyone. Right. Um, so <laughs> there were struggles there with you know I'd label it as depression, not that I want to label things though. At the time. I didn't know. I just really struggled. And I tried all these different means to be able to get the business going and lost about $120,000 oh, in, yeah. in advertising and um, in just trying to get people to do the Google ads for me. And um, it was it, and, um, radio. Um, and the hard thing for me back then was I felt like I should have known because I knew sales, but I knew sales 
through verbal communication. I didn't right. know it back then in online. And this was 2007, about to yep. hit 2008, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So good time to start a business. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh my gosh. So, um, but you know, the interesting thing is that again, it's there's something burning inside you when you when you can get through that pain. There's that little voice right? That then says like, you can do it, or there's someone that comes along, or there's a message you're meant to hear. So what happened that pulled you out of it? What what did you, what made you go, this is what I need to do to shift this? So it's so funny. So I was still working full time for that natural supplement company. And mm-hmm. my biggest client on the wholesale side was this woman who um, was a spa director in Missouri. And mm-hmm. for some reason, I felt called to call her and tell her that I was starting Vivian Liu, my insole company. And I'm like, that's so bad of me. Like she's my customer on my, on my real job. I can't be <laughs> calling her and telling her I'm starting this side hustle, but I did anyway. And she, it was like, she was my guardian angel. I mean, she was like, I am starting my side hustle outside of the spa industry. And, um, she's like, I have this name of someone who has helped me tremendously through these blocks and I think he would help you. And it was this gentleman, Greg Oldenburg, who is an EFT mm-hmm. practitioner, yes. which is the tapping. Mm-hmm. And um, I called him up and it was instantaneous. I knew that he was going to help me through this. Like it was, wow. so I started meeting with him um, twice a week and I would not, like my husband thought I was so woo-woo anyway, going organic <laughs> and natural. And now she's doing this tapping well, thing. Oh, yeah. No, I, I I actually called Greg for the longest time, my business coach. And so, and I was like, God forbid my husband come home. Cause I worked from home at the time. I'm like, God forbid he comes home at lunch and finds me tapping. Yeah. So I lock myself in the master bathroom and like have phone calls with Greg and tap. It was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. And that just helps what move the blocks that you needed to move. Oh yes. Yeah. So it was, it was amazing. Like it's so like amazing and weird and odd how EFT works, but you get these like through this tapping, at least this is my experience is like these old memories would just all of a sudden pop into my head. And I would be like, Greg, this is just what came to, to mind. And he's like, okay, well that means something. I don't know what, but let's block that stuck energy and that memory. Um, you know, and we'd go through this tapping motion and then just connecting the puzzle pieces of all these memories that would keep popping up. Mm. It was, you know, just that memory. Yeah. Sorry. I, I actually know of EFT and I do it, but I do it for more the anxiety just to calm myself down. If I feel like that energy is really high and I'm feeling stressed. Yep. Um, and I heard you can do it on sugar addictions as well. Not that I've needed yeah. to, because I've, I've 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 worked that one out myself. Um, oh, but I've never yeah. heard it with the blocks and that type of stuff. And we're actually getting um, uh, Nick Ort Ort yes. actually on the show um, to actually go through this. So that's just really cool oh, to hear amazing. the other side. Wow. So then, how quick was it for you to be able to then you know pull up your socks, put your big girl panties on, strap on a pair? <laughs> Yeah. And move through it. Sure. So um, I, it, it's it's an ongoing process. I mean, I still meet with Greg because there are still just blocks that come up. But mm-hmm. so um, I launched in 2004, late 2014. I reached out to Greg in the beginning of 2015, and he just helped me clear. And as soon as I started clearing stuff, opportunities started to present themselves. Mm-hmm. So in the summer of 2015, I convinced my husband that I needed to quit my job full-time and focus on getting Vivian Lou off the ground. And he agreed. And so he gave me three yeah. months. He's like, if it, if you can't get it off the ground in three months, you have to go back to corporate. And so, um, I couldn't get it off the ground. <laughs> and so, um, it was heartbreaking again, oh, but wow. it was phenomenal in that, that summer I spent a lot of time on me. And I think Mm -hmm. that if I didn't have that time focused on me, so the kids were still in daycare, my husband went off to work. And during the day is when I met with Greg and really worked through some of my blocks and my concerns and my issues. Mm -hmm. And then I also had the freedom to go to two events that were absolutely life-changing. One was a free sales camp in Minnesota, which is where we lived at the time, Mm -hmm. put on by, uh, Ursula Menchez, who's a sales coach, and she totally changed 
my life in terms of how I look at numbers, how I look at sales, how I welcome that versus mm-hmm. fear that. And then I also had the opportunity to fly to New York and pitch my product in August of 2015 um, to... Um, uh, Rachel Sheckman, who is the CEO of a store called Story in New York, and I also was able to pitch it to Mindy Grossman, who was at the time the CEO of the Home Shopping Network in the U.S. Yes. And so it was because of those opportunities that things just sort of took off for me. So even though I had to go back to corporate, mm-hmm. and this was full-on corporate, like getting dressed up, driving downtown, parking in a garage, walking to an office, yeah. walking in. You know, it was like... Go, truly going back to corporate. You're like, I'm back. I've gone yeah, back again. Yeah, I, but the day I started was the day I got a phone call. Well, it was a couple of days. So the day before I started my corporate job, I got a phone call from the chief merchandising officer at Home Shopping Network saying that they wanted to bring the line of insoles into the Home Shopping Network. And so I knew going into wow. that job that I was not going to be there very long. Yeah. I was going to do my best, but there was something greater for me. And so um, in January of 2016, um, I sold out for the first time on HSN, and then I did it again in uh, March and April. And at that time, um, I convinced my husband again. I said, you know, if I'm able to prove this concept on the Home Shopping Network, I know that there's a greater market for this product. And so he let me quit corporate America again. And was he – were you actually on the TV show? Were you actually – Yes. And so – was he like proud though? Because it sounds like he's extremely supportive. It sounds like he's one of your biggest fans, right? He's like yes. he's in the trenches with you a lot. He's my biggest fan and my biggest skeptic. Like he has to play like both roles. Yeah. Because, yeah. You know, he's he's like, we just need to do what's responsible for the family, and I totally get that. So he's like the stabilizer. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So he, like, I didn't want anyone to know that I was on national television. Cause I was like, you know, I could trip, I could pass out. I could, there's so much that could go wrong. I don't want anyone knowing. So, much so he secretly told all of our friends and like videotaped me and all this stuff. And so all of a sudden, as soon as I got off air, I got all the flood of text messages coming in from people. Oh gosh. Um, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, how did he? How do they know I'm on air? Yeah, and, you know, how do people watch this show? <laughs> <laughs> so, did you have a script that you had to learn to sell? Because I know if I'm doing like big conferences, people get me to come into conferences sometimes to help sell their programs and that. So, not only am I giving education, I then go into maybe the sales stuff as well, which that stuff has to be, you know, so spot on. Was it? Because it's on TV, so do they give you things that you need to say or give you training to be able to know how to shift your products? It was it was an out of body experience. So on my flight now, this was at a time in our life where my husband had taken another job, so we were again moving the country, moving the family to a different state. Oh gosh, I had (laughs) oh we we used to move every eighteen months. I mean, it was nuts. So I that morning, the morning I was flying to Florida. I had just toured two homes, decided which one we were going to rent. I had left my kids with my mom because my husband was on a ski trip. And it was just like this whirlwind of activity. And I was so, so ill. I was coughing. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to go on air. And so I sat next to this gentleman on the airplane on the way down there. And I was, he's like, why are you going to Tampa? I was like, oh, I'm going to be on HSN tomorrow. He goes, what are you selling? And I'm like, these insoles for high heels. He's like, well, tell me about it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't written a script. <laughs> it, was, it was like deer in the headlights. Like, what am I doing? And so literally I landed and I stayed up all night writing my script, looking at myself in the mirror, pacing back and forth, practicing what I was going to say. Like it was, ju- it was, thank goodness for that gentleman. Wow. <laughs> And that's so, yeah. yes, because it's not, it's not like you're, you're like, for me, I know it's like for sales, right? That's just the, right. that's the skill set. But yep. like for someone that's never done it and especially on TV, like, holy shit, the first time you're going to do it is sell it, to, <laughs> sell it to millions of right. people. It's not like selling it one-on-one. <laughs> they that's they paired me with a host. So the be- the good thing about yes. HSN and QVC as well is they pair you with a 
host that mm-hmm. actually introduces the product and just relies on you for product expertise. And then yes. they're the ones that are doing the pitch. Like right. for, for 15 minutes only, you get it at this price. When it retails at this price, you need to get it. So yes. like they're they the ones the making agency, the, the scarcity, that, all that type yeah. of stuff. Got it. Yeah. Oh, that makes it a little bit easier, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if it were up to me, I'd been like, nope, I'm out. But um, yeah. And that I mean, was the game was, changer then? That was what really... So it was, that was, that was what set everything in motion where I was able to say, if I can sell out in HSN, I know that there is a greater market in the United States and Canada that I can get to. And Mm -hmm. so, um, again, I, you know, quit corporate again and I was still struggling, still struggling to make sales. But then this fall of 2016, I had the distinct pleasure of being featured on one of the biggest news shows. Um, it's called Good Morning America, and they offer this yes. deals and steals. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, and so the product was selected to be on that, which was absolutely amazing. So I was going from making 75 sales a day, and then the next day I made over 2,500 sales. Oh, and so it was had to lay under my desk multiple times and be like, is this real? Is this, is this for real happening? And so it was just a huge exposure for the brand and for the product. Um, and could and the then, manufacturers keep up with that order, those yeah, types so of I orders? Had, so I had signed on to that a couple of months previous. And so I was able to stock up an inventory, mm-hmm. my warehouse, and I don't fulfill, I have a fulfillment center that fulfills all the orders. So they had yes. hired up help pre-kitted all the material. So, I mean, it was, it was, we were ready to go and able to handle all those orders, mm-hmm. but it was just a phenomenal opportunity. And then, um, I found one Facebook ad that converted for me. I, I was hell bent on making Facebook work. Yeah. And so I created multiple ads and I called up my old boss who had run these three online stores. And I said, I am so sad that Google AdWords isn't working for me. And he's like, well, is there anything that's working? I'm like, yeah, there's a Facebook ad where I spend $10 a day and I make $40 a day in sales. He goes, Abby, that's a Forex return on your Mm -hmm. advertising spend. It's amazing. He's like, why aren't you spending $100, $500, $1,000 a day? He's like, you need to ramp up that spend. And so sure enough, that I got off the phone with him and I ramped it up to a hundred. And then the next weekend I went out for brunch with my family and had one too many mimosas. And my dad was like, well, why aren't you doing, why aren't you doing $500 a day? So I mm-hmm. opened up my phone and my Facebook ad app and I bump it up to $500. And ironically, that is such a no, no when it comes to Facebook at the way to ramp up. Facebook yeah, ads. yeah. You do it in increments percentages. That is not the recommended way to do it, but it worked for some reason. Like it was just, and maybe that was back then. Cause that was when that was two years ago. Yeah. 2016. Yeah. So, um, I think the algorithms were definitely doing that type of stuff then, but I've just seen for product based businesses. So anyone listening right now, if you've got products, this is the stuff that I've seen my clients have the biggest, biggest success with, with, Facebook marketing. I've obviously built events with that and done launches for products, um, for educational products. But um, I've had two clients specifically that I've seen their business totally transform and go into the seven figures, um, six figures, sorry, and seven figures just from purely doing their Facebook advertisements. One of them spending about $9,000 a month um, and that brings about 1.5 mil a year for $9,000 a month. Yes. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's when you get it right. Yes. If you can get it right, it is so worth it. Yeah. So it's, it's much like other platforms where you kind of have a love hate relationship because they could change the algorithm on you and the ad that was performing yeah. yesterday just yes, stops performing. But I think that's, the ro- I think it's, <laughs> I think it's, yeah. but I also think it's good that it keeps you on your toes. Like you need to refresh, you need to test, you just constantly need to be out there and in the, the platform mm. trying new things. So how do you keep the juggle now because you were juggling a lot. Like the one thing that yeah. I always help my clients with is we look at the lifestyle and we say, you know, what's your life like? And when I'm hearing like yours when you were doing the moving and you're juggling the kids and you're juggling the business and you're also working with somebody else. I'm like, okay, let's have a look at supplementation. Have <laughs> you got <laughs> magnesium in there? Like I'll be like, this chick's going to burn out, right? Her adrenal glands are pumping. Uh-huh. How, what's your day like now? 
what what are your weeks like days like what's life for you these days how do you maybe not balance things I don't know if you can balance things but how do you just live your life (laughs) sure so um I started Vivian Liu really with the intention of I wanted to get out of corporate America so I didn't have to send my kids to daycare like that that was truly my motivation and so during the school year I get my kids ready for school they scoot off to school and then I work during the day they leave for school at 7:45 and they get off of school at 2:45 so mm-hmm. it is a short day. <laughs> oh, don't we know it. <laughs> we understand. So then, yeah. Then they come home and, you know, it's the homework and the after school and all that kind of stuff. And so I try and sneak in, you know, time during the, that, the late afternoon as where it needs to be. But then after they go to bed, I'll do another hour or so of work, but mm-hmm. it's not having a lot of time actually makes you more productive. It does. Now it's Absolutely. summer. Yeah. So it's the summer in the U S right now. So the kids are off school and, um, (laughs) this is the second year that they have asked specifically not to go to day camp. So I used to send them to day camps, which gave me, you know, Mm -hmm. almost a full working day. And so I have figured out how to manage the work day and it's a little bit wonky, but it works is we get up in the morning and they have to do work like reading and some math, even though they're on summer break, they have to keep up with that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I sit at the kitchen table with them and get some work done. And then we go, I found a gym actually that has, um, two hours of childcare a Mm -hmm. day. And so I'm the mom who drops the kids off at the gym daycare and then goes and sits in the lobby and works (laughs) on the computer. (laughs) You know what? I've never seen that though, because I ran health clubs for a long time, many, many of my past life before I got into teaching sales to corporates, I was sales and fitness and running health clubs. I've never had, we used to have them drop off the kids and want to go to the shopping center. (laughs) (laughs) And she, like, they always ask, where are you going to be? I'm like in the lobby. So like, there's like this really cute, like, um, you know, sandwich shop and salad shop. So, and they have a, I sit in the same table with the plug next to me. And I just, I stack my calls. So they're always, all my calls are always in that two hour Mm -hmm. window. So I don't have to do them when the kids are around, which is, works out really well. And then we have lunch together and then we do like, they're, you know, different. They're in like BMX biking and tennis and all that kind of stuff. So like the chunk of the afternoon is taken up, but then we go to the pool and there's wireless by the pool and my kids are really strong swimmers. So I don't mm-hmm. have to worry about that. Yeah. So I just pool under the umbrella and do some more work. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You just make it work, right? I have to. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's go into some rapid fire questions about you. Are you ready? Yeah. Let's do this in your handbag. Besides your wallet, keys and mobile. What's something that you always carry? Um, pardon? Gum, chewing gum. Oh, gum. (laughs) (laughs) Um, favorite woman in business? Sarah Blakely, hands down. Who? Yeah. Sarah Blakely. Sarah Sarah Blakely. Who's Sarah Blakely? Spanx. Oh gosh. We're just talking about Spanx before (laughs) the call. And I couldn't remember her name. Oh, Yes. And I love the stories that she talks about her dad as well, about how he raised her. Oh, I love that story. Mm. What's your favorite way to exercise? Uh, Yoga. And um, I used to love taking my dog for a walk. Like that was such a mind-clearing exercise for me. And unfortunately, my 15-year-old puppy just passed a few months ago. So not doing as much walking, but we're, there's, there's a new puppy on the horizon one of these days. So we'll get back out there. (laughs) My goodness. Oh gosh. Um, what's your favorite style of music? Oh, I am such a pop fan. (laughs) 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 Worst habit that you're happy to share. (laughs) Um, swearing. I swear a lot. Well, you've been really good on the show today. Well done. (laughs) It's like when I'm with a certain group of friends, my mouth is such a potty mouth. And then sometimes it can be so clean. It's like the yin and the yang. (laughs) Best business advice someone's ever given you? Uh, Welcome failure. There's so many Mm. lessons learned in quote unquote failure that not to welcome it versus fear it. Yeah, because it's really just feedback, isn't it? Just to point you in the right direction. What would be your two biggest tips for the women listening? They're in business. Most of them are mums or they're just extremely busy trying to juggle everything. 
Yep. What would be the two biggest tips that you'd want to give them about them being happier in life, mixing business and life together? Um, I Two things. Um, one, I would say take tiny steps but make consistent steps. So if there's something inside you that's calling you to, to try something or research something, just take one step every day towards that, whether it's doing a Google search or mm-hmm. making one phone call. It doesn't need to be overwhelming or all-consuming. Just do one thing consistently every day. Love so that. Would that. Be, yeah, so that would be tip number one. Tip number two is you don't have to go all in. So I started this journey uh, as a working mom of two, um, and I literally stumbled and somersaulted and tripped my way into building this business. And um, I feel like there's a lot of masculine energy around entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. like hustle and grind and yeah. um, you know, all of these sorts of really intense emotions around entrepreneurship. And my whole um, journey is as long as you're having fun and it's fulfilling some part of you, you don't need to go, it doesn't need to be so masculine. It can be feminine and fun and light and that sort of stuff. Amen. (laughs) Absolutely. Because, um, yeah, it is. And that's one thing that I'm really trying to bring into, um, business now, which is letting women really just you know, just feel their way through. And what I actually love and just want to thank you for is your complete raw honesty, which I know that's what the book Strap on a Pair is about as well, because we learn from each other's highs and lows. And I just appreciate you being totally vulnerable and just sharing um, a lot of it on the show today to be able to help us to be able to learn from you. Um, And yeah, so thank you for absolutely everything you are doing. Um, And from saving our feet, I'm actually speaking this afternoon, as you know, because we've shifted the time yeah. for this this talk today and um i'm now out of my vivian lose and i've realized today because my oh. new boots that i want to wear <laughs> oh, and i'm like up. holy crap i need to order them i can't get them oh. quick enough i need them like in hours <laughs> oh so, no yeah so um i need to order another five pairs <laughs> i love it i love it thank you so much for your brilliance and um allowing some space and your time to get to share your message today with the ladies in Australia. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun. Awesome, Abby. Ladies, some real talk right now. Have you ever been asked who your favourite child is or you know not to ask a parent that? Well, right now I have to say that this interview has been my favourite to interview Abby. She just is just the energy just oozes out of her, just being such a fun interview. Now, if you love the interview, remember, please send it with a friend. Let's get the message out there about what great things women are doing in the world and to be able to hear each other's messages to empower us to really push through those hard times and to be able to see what's possible. If you haven't already, I keep asking you guys this. We have had over 8,000 downloads now in just these very short couple of months. So I know you are out there listening. We want more reviews. These reviews help me get the message out there. So So please, not only do I love reading them, but it helps women go onto iTunes or into Stitcher or wherever they're listening to their podcast to be able to choose what's going to help them. So if you're listening to it, take a moment, please send some good karma this way. It will come back at you, baby. Um, Until next week, please keep being the happiest person that you know. Do one thing this week that helps you be you, that no one else can fill up that happy cup except for you. Go out and do it, and I will see you next time. Mwah.